Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 3rd, 2017. I'm two for two on those, haven't said 2016. My name, of course, is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And just as we all thought, the Orlando Magic uh, came out and blew out the New York Knicks because that's what this team does. Uh, We'll talk all about that game as the Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks. They didn't blow them out, kind of. uh, 115-103 victory up at Madison Square Garden to complete that little mini road trip to start the new year. We'll talk all about that game and all about energy as that is the big statement to make from this game. And then because it's a new month, because it's a new new opportunity, and because this month is a very big month for the Orlando Magic, I'll talk a little bit about what's to come in January for the Orlando Magic. Magic. Of course, I have to give you the daily reminders. If you want to follow the podcast, you can do so on Twitter uh, at Locked On Magic, as well as on Facebook by liking us at Locked On Magic. Love to see us get a few more likes on Facebook. Uh, you know, and I'm always open to suggestions uh, to uh, to to uh, you know make the Facebook make the online experience with the podcast better. Of course, you probably already do, but you can follow me on Twitter at Omagic Daily uh, for a much more immersive experience. Uh, regarding the podcast and and all the magic talk that that I do uh, over the course of a day, and 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 I've done a lot of that uh, over the holiday weekend. You can also download and subscribe to the podcast on Audioboom, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Best places to go to get the podcast, get them downloaded onto your podcast-enabled listening device, and of course, please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing, preferably doing well, so that we can climb those rankings and get more people into the Locked On Magic community. And of course, I'll highly suggest that you go check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. NFL season's just ending for most of the teams. If you want to catch up on what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have coming up for the summer or the Jacksonville Jaguars, check out Locked On Buccaneers and Locked On Jaguars. Do great job covering the teams. And of course, the Miami Dolphins taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend in the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. So go check out Locked On Dolphins for that perspective as well. And of course, every NBA team is covered on the Locked On Podcast Network, so check them out too as uh, we get into the serious time for the for the NBA. And of course, that, that serious time for the Magic has already begun, it seems like. Uh, you know, everyone knows that the Magic are in this to make the playoffs this year. It's a, a big season on that front. And the way they played Sunday against the Indiana Pacers was, fran- was frankly, pun intended. I, I've been getting a lot of that, so so unintentional pun there. But These games are very serious. The Magic know that they've got to start making up some ground. They've got to start putting together some consistency and start, you know, being reliable night to night. And Sunday was a night where they absolutely looked terrible again. um, They seem to have these duds that that come up. And and like I've I've kind of started saying it this way, always seems that dud is right around the corner. You just never know when it's going to happen, when it's going to strike, but you know it's going to eventually. And you just hope that that isn't recurring or isn't, 
more, you know, doesn't happen more than, than anything else. But the good news is, of course, the Magic came out on Monday night in New York and really responded well. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about this uh, a little bit later on the show. Right now, I just want to kind of talk about the game. But it it needs to be said up up top here that the Magic got to their you know got into their hotel room. They had a film session. They reviewed the game tape, and Frank Vogel said on Fox Sports Florida before the game that they. You know, he had an uncomfortable talk with his team. He had an uncomfortable conversation with his team about their performance on Sunday night. And that, whatever he said, whatever that did, it seemed to work. The Magic played extremely energetic. They played extremely together. They played, you know, generally pretty well. Yeah, the defense is still rough and it still has a long way to go. But second half, Orlando shut down New York. First half, both teams were scoring, and Orlando kept their scoring up long enough. Again, when you're up 68-59 at halftime, or 67-59, excuse me, at halftime, you're doing something right, particularly on offense, and Orlando was just making a lot of shots. After a night where they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn from beyond the arc, the Magic shoot 15 of 31 from beyond the arc. They get 6-7 uh, for seven shooting from Jody Meeks. He was on fire, particularly very, very early in this game. DJ Augustin got the team going offensively too, uh, made two three-pointers in the first quarter. He, he didn't play very much this game. Alfred Payton took over. He made his shots. Serge Ibaka made his shots. Nikola Vucevic made his shots. 7 for 11, 10 for 20 for Ibaka, 7 for 11 for Vucevic, 8 for 19 for Aaron Gordon. Took a lot of shots. Kind of, he was 3 for 10 from beyond the arc himself. But his threes were, were big threes, the ones that he made. Uh, he kind of got stuck with the ball a lot. Late in the shot clock, that's another that's another reason why his he took so many threes. But Gordon made a lot of big shots throughout the night. He was he was very important for the team. Was aggressive going after Carmelo Anthony. Six assists, I think, says a lot too. Alfred Payton, thirteen points, fourteen assists for him. Ball was moving again. Just everything seemed to be working offensively. And when the defense finally came around in the second half, because Orlando gives up only forty four points. In the second half, they do a much better job defensively. I think it was a 91 offensive rating for the Knicks. In the second half, they controlled the glass really well against a team that's really good at protecting at protecting the paint or attacking the offensive glass. Um, they did a really good job on Carmelo Anthony, especially. I know Carmelo's hurt a little bit, but 6 for 17, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc for Carmelo Anthony for his 19 points. That's a pretty darn good job. Knicks really struggled to get their offense going. Rose and Jennings did a very good job on that front, but... Overall, the Magic were able to attack the Knicks, were able to get out in transition, were able to do all the things that they need to do offensively to win games. They moved the ball, 30 some, 39 assists, no, not 39, sorry, 35 assists in the game for Orlando. A really, really strong effort for the Magic overall. You really can't complain too much about the way the Magic played in this game. They, they were the aggressors all night long. They had the lead for most of the night. They scored at will. They took a big league lead. They went up by, uh, I think it was 18 points at one point. Their lar- their largest lead was um, looking 18 points, uh, and they had control of this game throughout. New York made whenever New York made a run or tried to, to to make the pace a little too crazy. Orlando kind of slowed things down. They stuck with their defensive game plan. It didn't really work in the first half, but they got it together in the second half. Absolutely critical for this team's success, and the Magic came out with a big victory. And like I said on yesterday's podcast, this is virtually a six-pointer because 
Uh, New York is directly ahead of the Magic in the standings. They were they started the night tied in eight, tied for eighth. They're obviously not there now. Uh, Indiana still in eighth place. Orlando still two games back of eighth place, but Orlando gets a little bit closer to climbing over one of the teams they got to climb over, and they look good doing it. So that's that's a good start for the Magic tonight. Uh, good way to get the year going. Uh, the question is, of course, can they do it again? Running through the final stats, to, if, if I didn't get through them already, Aaron Gordon, 22 points, 6 assists, 3 for 10 from beyond the arc. Uh, some of the shot selection was was not great, but uh, he got caught with the ball a lot uh, at the end of uh, the shot clock, so um, I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass there. Serge Ibaka, 22 points, 10 for 20 shooting. Good night for him overall, 6 rebounds as well. Jody Meeks, 23 points, 7 for 9 shooting, 6 or 7 from beyond the arc. When he put it up from beyond the arc, he made it. It was a very, very strong night uh, for Mr. Meeks uh, today uh, in Evan Fournier's stead. I still think the Magic miss him, but Meeks is a microwave. He gets hot very quickly, and when he's shooting the ball well, he is a very good player. Uh, Alfred Payton, 13 points, 14 assists, 6 for 12 shooting. Very solid night for him all around. These are the kind of That's the kind of stat line you want to see from Alfred Payton, shooting about 50% from the floor, getting you know a whole b- bunch of assists and scoring around 12-13 points per game. Nikola Vucevic, 14 points, 13 rebounds, 5 offensive rebounds, 7 for 11 shooting. Magic did a very good job attacking the glass, 13 offensive rebounds in the game. For the Knicks, 19 for Carmelo Anthony, 18 for Derrick Rose. Uh, they end up shooting 47% from the floor, 8 for 21 from beyond the arc. Uh, fouling was about the only thing that got the Magic in trouble, particularly in the second quarter, but... Orlando did a again did a very good job sticking to their game plan. They never really let up offensively. That the, the gas kind of depressed a little bit, but their defense picked up that slack. They played very good defense. I thought Vucevic was very good defensively guarding the guarding the rim. Ibaka was very good too. Gordon fantastic on Carmelo Anthony, and of course uh, I thought Peyton did a much better. Peyton and Augustine both did a much better job on the point guards like we talked about on yesterday's show. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. But the big takeaway again, when when you when you kind of bring that mi- bring that microscope back and start looking globally at this game and what it means for the Magic, it, it of course comes down to that meeting that they had, probably in the hotel room. I assume it's in the hotel room. So so if I get that wrong, I apologize to everybody. But wherever the Magic held that team meeting to review the tape from Sunday's game, and Frank Vogel went went to them, you know, and had those difficult conversations, and you know probably threatened roles a little bit, you know, to say, if, if we don't shape up, I got to make a change or we've got to make a change. Um, I imagine those those are the kind of conversations they have. Those are the kind of uncomfortable conversations a coach has to have. The Orlando Magic absolutely responded. This isn't something that I can quantify in statistics. I can't run through the box score and tell you, oh, this is how the Magic played harder. I'm certainly their defensive effort, their offensive play, their assists, you know, some of the hustle stats. I, I pointed out one of them in, in the article that I wrote for Orlando Magic Daily for the morning. Um, certainly, those are all indicators of the kind of play the Magic had on this day on in this game. But they don't quite get to the heart of it. 
And, and the best way I can the best way I can describe what I'm trying to to say is when it comes to the Orlando Magic, when they're playing hard, you know it when you know it when you see it. Usually, you can tell very early whether the Magic are going to kind of have the effort and energy they need to compete in these kinds of games. Orlando's been inconsistent, to say the least. I mean, I think we all don't know what Magic team's going to show up every game. I I joked with a few people on the Orlando Magic Daily staff. I'm sure I joked with people on Twitter about it after the Magic loss to the Pacers. I expect this team to blow out the New York Knicks on 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 Monday. I'm sorry, I'm losing track of days. It's a long weekend. Uh, I expected the Magic to blow the blow out the Knicks because that's the only thing that I and I think I talked about this a few weeks ago. The only thing that I know about this team is is that when you know they get challenged by their coaching staff when 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 they get embarrassed, they tend to respond. They tend to find a way to respond in some way with a good game, with a with a concerted effort, with some urgency. They know what's at stake in these games. They know exactly why these games are important and exactly why they need to to win these games and exactly how they need to win these games. They've done it before over and over again. Why they don't do it every night is the big question that remains. What was very clear early on in this game was the Magic were there to play. Their defense was rough, no doubt about it. Their defense was, was really rough. But their offense, the way they were moving and the way they were playing hard on the offensive end, was like, okay, even if the defense doesn't come around, the way the Magic are playing offense, right, the way the Magic started that game offensively, they had something. They were going to play with some energy. And the defense did eventually come around. And even if they were giving up some shots that were tough shots to, to take and tough shots to make, there was general effort on the defensive end. And, and, and I don't throw around that word lightly because... You know, again, I'm not one to judge whether a player is playing hard, but you can certainly tell when they hit an extra gear, when that urgency is up, when they're really playing, you know, with with concerted effort, with with, um, you know, I'm you know I'm having trouble finding the exact words to describe how the Magic play because you expect the Magic to you expect any NBA team to play a certain way. At all times. And this Magic team just hasn't done it. There are nights where they look flat. Sunday night was a night where they looked extremely flat. Did not look like a good basketball team. And then there are nights like Monday where they come out and look extremely good. Just very focused. Very locked in. Just very energetic. And... Like I've said before, there's there's a good magic team and there's a bad magic team. And this effort, this effort perception, this energy perception that, that maybe we have is part of that equation, is part of that inconsistency. That the magic don't play with the same kind of energy every night is a big part of the inconsistency of this team. And so it comes down to, you know, which Magic team's going to show up every night. And Monday, the good one showed up. Monday, they played with it, with extreme energy. And then Frank Vogel, you know, said after the game, yeah, we played with with good energy tonight. We played we played with good energy energy tonight. And and and, and the interviews that they, that aired on Fox Sports Florida, 
every player talked about the energy they played with, especially to start the game, uh, and the energy they played with throughout the game. That it was more about more what they were looking to play like. As always with this Magic team, the question is, can you do it again? Are you gonna Are you gonna sit back and assume you have it, or are you gonna work and do it again? And Orlando is not out of this playoff race at all. There, there are, you know, after Sunday. I mean, it. it, it, it I, I love. I love all you guys. I love everyone I talk to on Twitter. Uh, I, I appreciate all the follows, and I certainly appreciate all the perspectives because I think they're all very, very valid. I'm. I. I. I believe that. After losses like Sunday, it's tough not to sit there and say, "This isn't a playoff team," and. It might be time to pack it in and, and start thinking about the future. At the same token, and, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this on tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. I believe I believe I have it planned. Um, by the same token, nights like Monday night make you believe you know this team has something. Not quite sure what it is yet, and it still needs it's still a little rough around the edges. But this team does have something that's worth seeing and exploring. And when they play their best, this is a playoff team. The Magic, you know, I, I'm not going to venture to say they played like a playoff team. Maybe in these, this Eastern Conference they did. But the Magic played a very good game Monday night. And they deserve all the credit for it because they put the work in and, and did did their did their jobs, essentially. Uh, just Just doing the very basic things. And then you add... Tactical decisions you add, uh, you know, kind of just good basketball play on top of that, and and you get a very solid win. And the Magic had a very solid win going to New York, even without Kristaps Porzingis, and and beating the Knicks the way they did was very impressive. The question again is, can you do it again? Are the Magic going to need something to motivate them to do this against Atlanta? Are the Magic going to need something to motivate them to do it Friday against Houston? On the road, the Magic have found plenty of motivation. I'm, I'm actually the least worried about this West Coast road trip coming up than any than anything else, honestly. Because the Magic need to find their, you know, the Magic need to find this energy more consistently if if they want to succeed this season. And that goes double because Orlando's January is no cakewalk. As Magic fans know, January was the turning point last year. Orlando ended December 19 and 13, entered January, and, and their January last year was a little weird. Uh, I don't know the exact breakdown as far as the schedule, as far as the home road games, but they had the big London trip in the middle of January, uh, and that certainly put a damper on things. They played fewer games in January than, than most teams would, but the bottom line is Orlando's season ended last year in January. 2-12 and 12 record. They went from playing for home court advantage. I believe they were still in line to get the fourth seed when they went to London in mid-January. And by the time January ended, they were out of the playoffs and really reeling and, and really out of hope, and, and they never recovered. And so January is a big turning point month. It's not just a turning point month because of what happened last year. Last year was last year. I mean, this is when teams make their move to, to make the playoffs or to fall out of the playoffs. This is where teams decide 
their future, whether they need to be buying at the trade deadline, whether they need to be selling at the trade deadline, who they need to be moving, what they need to be looking for, what they need to acquire, and again, whether they pack it in for the rest of the year or whether they, they, they take, the, take the risk and go for it for the playoffs. January is an absolutely crucial month. And with Orlando at, I think they're what? Uh, they're, they're 16 and 20, 17 and 20. With Orlando having the record that they have, let me make sure I get the, get their record right. I should I should know that off the top of my head. Sixteen and twenty, I knew it. With the Magic, it's sixteen and twenty. They're just two games out of the playoff race. But if you go on a if you go on a three four game losing streak, you 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 could end up much further out of the playoff race. Three four games, and that makes you think, or that makes you say, we got to do something more immediately to get back into the playoff race. That's something we'll discuss tomorrow. If you win three, four games in a row, you're in, you're in the playoffs. With the way the East is bunched up right now, a, a three or four game winning streak, a five game, certainly a five game winning streak gets you six or seven seed, at least for the pole position right now. Some team is going to make their move and push in in the next, I guess now, 29 days. And the Orlando Magic will have a very tough road to do that. When you look at their January schedule, including the two games that they just played, 11 of 16 games are on the road. That's where it starts. They get, and I've got my handy pocket schedule here, they go on a West Coast road trip beginning next Sunday to LA to play both the Lakers and the Clippers, Portland, Utah, Denver, New Orleans, then they come home for three home games, which includes the Golden State Warriors. And then they go on the road to play Boston, Toronto, and Minnesota. In all, again, Orlando plays 11 of 16 games on the road. They'll play three back-to-backs. And then I believe they'll play uh, let me. I've got. I've got this listed. So hold on one second. Let me make sure I get this right. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right. They'll play nine. Nine of their sixteen games are against teams currently in the playoff picture, and of course, several teams sitting just outside, like Chicago, like New Orleans, like Portland, team, and and even New York. Teams that they're that that are fighting for their playoff lives just as much as the Magic are. I believe John Schumann on NBA.com. I, I may have had the. I certainly have the outlet right, but not the uh, maybe not the writer. But NBA.com did a look at the January schedules, and Orlando has the tough. And according to his calculations, Orlando has the toughest schedule in January. And like I said, this is a huge month. The good news is Orlando did build some momentum last month. They finished 8-8 eight and eight last month, which is not anything to, to, to celebrate, is not anything to like celebrate and, and stop the presses for, but it is a positive sign. Orlando went, I think, I think they were one game under 500 in November. They're, they finished 500 in December. Essentially, right now, they're a 500 team trying to make up ground from October when they lost the first three games of the season. So... Orlando's got to start making up that ground. And this month is a very tough month to do it. I would venture to say 
if the Magic make up ground, if the Magic can finish above 500 in January, I would venture to say this team will make the playoffs. Because after this month, it you know nothing lightens up. It's the NBA and the Eastern Conference is really, really bunched up. But this is a very challenging month just on the body, on you know, competition-wise, just just overall very difficult month. And, and it starts off with the home games that they got this week. Atlanta is a very good team, just coming off a big win over San Antonio. We'll talk about them tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, Houston on Friday before they go out west for the for the first big road trip. And, and like I always say, those, those big road trips are always when you learn a lot about the team. The December road trip this year was, was kind of an East Coast trip. We learned a lot about that team, about this team on that trip, and they've kind of lost that identity from from that road trip. This road trip is certainly going to kind of, honestly, I don't want to say it'll make or break the season, but it seems relatively manageable, and if the Magic can come out of the road trip with a winning record, I think they'll be in good shape. But of course, then the next challenge is the next challenge. The Magic always seem to have another challenge coming up their way, because no game is easy with, with, the, with this team or with where they're at. But as I mentioned, January is absolutely critical to the Magic's both playoff hopes and, quite possibly, their trade strategy. It's going to have massive effects on the future of this franchise and the direction they decide to go. And so I'll repeat it. It's a tough road ahead for January, and we know how much a bad January can set a team back. If Orlando can can take care of its business in January, if Orlando can get its work in and you know pick up some wins, finish around 500, if not over 500, kind of stay afloat, the urgency to make trades will lessen. It'll still be there, but there'll be belief that this team can still figure things out and, and move forward and, and not feel like they have to force something on this team because the the sense around the Magic is this: they've got to make the playoffs this year. And so they're going to do everything they can to make the playoffs. And of course, we'll we'll talk. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about trade strategy on tomorrow's episode of of Locked On Magic. But suffice it to say, for now, January is going to be absolutely critical for this team's hopes. So far, they're one and one. They got one bad game. They got one good game. And like I said in the previous segment, what are they going to do against Atlanta? If, if the Magic can do anything in January, it's, it's become a little bit more consistent. You know, maybe you get beat by a better team. You know, I'm not expecting the Magic to go out and beat the Warriors any, you know, it, it, later this month. I mean, Houston's going to be a tough challenge too. But can you play with a consistent energy and effort and give yourself a chance to win, especially at home? With the few home games the Magic have this, this month, they got to take advantage of them. And they got to be better at home. This month, this month is going to be very big. The next twenty nine, the next twenty nine days, could very well determine the Magic season. And so, of course, we'll see what happens and, and keep an eye on it. I want to thank everyone again for listening to Locked On Magic today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation that we had here. Uh, we'll be talking again, like I like I've been teasing. We're going to talk a little bit about the Magic's trade strategy and what the Magic should do and how the Magic should approach the trade deadline on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, so stay tuned for that. Should be a very, very fun conversation, or at least a very, very fun monologue 
uh, looking at both sides of what the Magic should do at the trade deadline uh, going to be. Uh, you know, we we had two articles on it, so you can go, you can kind of preview the arguments there. Uh, I think both arguments have merit. I think the Magic are in a position where they've got to do everything they can, but we'll discuss that on tomorrow's episode. For now, let's celebrate a Magic win over the New York Knicks. Get ready for the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday. That game will tip off seven o'clock at the Amway Center. Once again, the final score at Madison Square Garden: the Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks one fifteen to one o three. A big win for the Orlando Magic for their first win of 2017. For Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We will see you next time here on the Locked On Magic Podcast. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.